Hey guys, it's Cy. Before we start the show, a little bit more about our big announcement last week. Our holiday virtual live show, A Very Merry Middle of Somewhere, officially has tickets on sale. You can get them by going to acmecomedycompany.com. That's A-C-M-E-C-O-M-E-D-Y-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com. Or you can just look in the description of this episode and there should be a link in there. It'll be December 18th at 8 o'clock. PM, we made the tickets $10. Uh, we also put a link in there if you're a couple or a group. We put one in there for $20. So if you feel like being honest, we wouldn't hate that. But we wanted it to be affordable, so we made the tickets $10. Uh, we're going to have a ton of fun stuff in the show. There's going to be a side Learned It segment. I am going to let Chad ask Jenna on camera any three questions he wants. Uh, rumor has it Chad would like to interview Santa, which I can't imagine will go well, but we are going to try it. And next week, we will announce some of our uh, special guests, some of our friends that will be joining us for the show. So again, December 18th, 8 o'clock p.m., get the tickets on Acme Comedy Company dot com or in the description of this episode we will see you guys there hopefully enjoy the show Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello there. Across from me is a freshly hair-cutted... Is that a hair-cutted? Hair-cutted. He has a new haircut. It's cutted. It's Cy Amundsen. Happy Chad's giving, everybody. It's nice to be here on this holiday weekend. I'm happy to be here on this holiday weekend. I'm thankful that Thanksgiving is over. I'm... Can I tell you what I'm not thankful for? I, you always do, so I don't even know why you ask. And I don't want to get off and running on some extreme negativity, but if... <laughs> if... If you... Hold on. If you check the reviews of this podcast, I'm assuming that's what they say. Always off and running on negativity. Well... Two stars. I'm not a, like, I don't want to make this show about the death penalty, but if as a society we could publicly murder the people who commit phone call scams, I would be, I would vote for that in a heartbeat. You know my thoughts on this. I've told you a million times that if you had a public square in every state where they just marched somebody out, read what they did, and then one bullet, pip, that's it. Oh, I for for people who commit phone call scams, I would like it to be far more theatrical and aggressive and awful. Uh, I, Are you saying like some William Wallace shit? Like uh, you hang them, disembowel them, quarter them? Maybe maybe you get them in the middle of town square in like a glass tank, like some fucking loser magician who's going to hang over, uh, you know, over a city for a week, some shit like that, right? Put them in one of those and then just put a python in there. Or no, what's the one that, 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 that uh, hugs you to death? The boa constrictor? 
Yeah, because because yeah. of constriction. So get a fuck, get a boa constrictor and and stick him in there, and then the whole town just chants shame while we wait for him to hug the criminal to death. Some shit like that. Something. And then you, you you just hear you can take my phone plan, but you'll never take my free. And then that's it, just out of air. I got a phone call yesterday from a number I didn't recognize and I'm the guy who answers those because That's okay I'll, I'm going to tell you one thing right now I know I keep interrupting you but I need to tell you that when I see people fall on ice you know my thing it's like look down everyone else does everyone else looks down you're just looking up at the clouds and you fall on ice and you want any of my empathy no I might need my empathy later for someone who fucking pays attention. I don't have time to give someone my empathy that's just all happy and go lucky and then they fall on ice. You got to look down. That's part of living where we live. The like 11 years ago when I first started comedy, I was getting a weird call from a weird number and I ignored it. And it would have been my first ever headlining week if I would have answered it. So I have answered every single phone call ever since then. Oh, no. And none of them have ever been any sort of good news. But I got a call. It was from a 1220 number, and I picked it up, and it was a voice recording saying it was like the federal uh, investigate, like it was some officially government y sounding thing, and it said that my sure. social security number had been compromised. And I was like, yeah. I don't know that that sounds legit, uh, but I, you know, let's let's see let's see what's going on here. So you wait on the line and then you talk to, like it it beeps you through to a person, and okay. the person goes, "Yes, hello, can I confirm your name and social security number?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. I feel like <laughs> didn't the message said that you're the government, and they go, well, yeah, obviously, but we can't." We have to protect your identity. So if you can confirm who you are, and I was like, ah, well, I'm already on the phone. So it's Tony, T O N Y, Shaloub, S H A L O U B. <laughs> and they're like, and they were like, okay, Tony Shaloub. And I was like, and my social security is 860 35 There go, great. Thank you. What in the hell are you doing? It's not my real social security. That's mine. No, it's you not. know that. <laughs> and so this person goes, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Shaloub. It's come to our attention that someone has attempted to steal your identity using your social security number. We would like to confirm some more of your personal. So they're literally just stealing my information. And they're just salivating. It would have been awesome if you'd have been like, I don't believe this because Chad's dad is dead. I, well, I go, I go, what is, uh, what is your name? And the person goes, Edward Collins. And I'm going to tell you, I'm fine if this gets me Twitter canceled or gets me called a racist. No way this dude's name was Edward Collins. I'm telling you that sure. much with the sort of accent that he had. I don't think there are a lot of Edward Collins that are born in that part of the world. Right? Yeah, I get it. I guess what you're saying. And so I was like, well, Eddie, uh, I got to let you know <laughs> that I'm pretty sure this is a scam because I just told you the name of the actor 
who was behind the television show Monk, and I made a fake social security number up. So uh, this is probably not real. And then they just hung up. Yeah. And then like that's fantastic. Two hours later, I got another call from him, and it was the yeah. same scam, and it was a different person. And the first thing I did, I went, "Hey, can I? Uh, what's what's your name?" And the guy goes, "Edward Collins." <laughs> <laughs> And I was, they must have done a study of like, what is the most trustworthy name in the whole world? <laughs> and it's Edward Collins. And so I go, man, Edward, this is crazy. I was talking to another guy at your company earlier named Edward Collins because apparently you guys didn't cross my number off the list. I feel like you're doing something nefarious. And then they just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like seven hours later, I got a call from the number again. And I looked at Jen. I was like, oh, I got to take this. I'll be back. And uh, I just answered the phone and I go, Edward, is this you? We got disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> After I got through the, the automated messaging. And then I went through the whole thing again. I gave him a social security number. I gave him a name and all that. And then when it came to the end, I was like, here's the deal, buddy. You've called me three times today, uh, and unfortunately for you, uh, what you did not understand is that I do work for the Department of Justice. And I just fucking lied, and he hung up. And that's, that's my favorite play. I love to do it with the sex bots on Facebook, you know, where some, yeah. some girl adds you. She's like, my name's Amber Marie, and her tits are all over the place. You're like, I don't think so. And, and you, can, you always know, I always know who the fake accounts are because it's always got the same seven male comics as friends. Like, <laughs> it just, the, the, her friends page screams of loneliness. Yeah, yeah. And so what I love to do is they'll start messaging and their play is always to try to get you to wire them money. So I walk it all the way down the line and then I tell them, I now have the, I like unveil, I'm like, I now have the evidence to charge you with a federal crime of extortion. I now have your IP address because of where you've been sending these from. And uh, you can run, but we're going to find you, motherfucker. And then they always delete their accounts. So I like if even for, for half a day, I can make those people concerned that they're going to get caught. That's a good that's a good feeling for me. That's like playing scam artist whack-a-mole. Yeah. I love it. Good for you. I mean, my, I, I might have mentioned this on the show before, but when my grandma was like 100 years old, somebody called pretending to be my brother because my brother was oh, on, right. on a trip in Mexico. Yeah. And they yep. saw his pictures on Facebook and called her and she almost wired them like $2,000. And I just think we should we should get to fucking murder those people because there's a hierarchy of thievery. Right. All thievery is probably wrong, but there's a hierarchy in terms of how wrong it sure. is. Like the only one that's OK, I think we can obviously agree on this. If you are heisting a bank or a casino, I mean, that's just that's just yeah. good old if fashioned putting, cool guy fun. If you have come up with a plan, you're putting your life on the line and you're going to have to get like Matt Damon and Brad Pitt to help you. Absolutely. Abs and, and here's the you thing. And you're stealing that. from giant entities that have tons of money. And, and, and people might think that, you know, they might think that it's wrong for me to not give a fuck about banks. But you remember when that Wells Fargo shit happened where they opened extra accounts? I was one of the people yeah. that happened to. So if fucking somebody robs a Wells Fargo, yeah, I might hand out a few high fives that day. I don't give a shit. So that absolutely that th that's the one that's cool. 
and then below it you have like all the ones that are probably wrong like you know don't don't steal you don't want to steal from a, a company but you know if the company's shitty i mean you get what you get you don't want to steal from like somebody rich and then it gets all the way down to those are all versions of wrong but the worst of the worst are these motherfuckers out there just calling every day working class normal americans and trying to scam yes. them out of their life savings yeah. and i think those people should be pulled apart limb by limb uh, in the center of town I, I, square. I also, yeah, I also think that the people that um, will go in, like these financial guys, that'll go in and they will steal people's retirement. Oh, fuck. I think that's also... I mean, if you work from 22 to 65 or whatever it is, and then you show up to be like, hey, guys, I'm going to Mexico. And they're like, oh, How? Are you walking? Because you don't have any money. Yeah. I think the person that did that should also, you should actually tell that person because they love thrills. You'd be like, hey, man, uh, we caught somebody calling old people to steal their money and we're going to quarter them in the town square and you're going to ride one of the horses. <laughs> and then actually what you do is you get him there and he tries to get on top of the horse and you're like, no, I'm sorry. You're going to be ridden by one of the horses and you just let the horse stick his giant horse dick <laughs> into the guy and disembowel him internally instead exploding his organs and just like it's time for you to retire there was your kidney retired there's your tummy retired all of it i can't stand those people i completely agree with you <laughs> mine was i thought the thing that was in my head my brain was going don't say what you think should happen it's pretty dark because i think you should just like everybody gathers around and you you hold them underwater in a glass a see-through tank until they're right about to drown and they're like i'm gonna drown and then you pull them out and save them and you just do that for like a week in a row before you finally shoot them but i i was like that's pretty dark and then you threw out fucked to death by a horse that's pulling another man apart so that's should we talk hey, about anything listen, else in the world I, I, have, I feel like i have some good ideas hello mr daniels my name is edward collins yeah there has been a oh, crime hey, committed against your social security identification tally. Ed, I, I don't believe you because I have three different versions of LifeLock because I don't know if my dad's alive. Click. <laughs> there's no way, before you go back to these scams, there's no way that Hay Bales is going to let us keep that accent in the show because... And, and we can get into this later, but instead of celebrating sure. Thanksgiving this year, my family celebrated Moana's giving because I've, <laughs> I've made my niece obsessed with the television or the, the movie Moana, which is twice the movie Frozen is. Frozen might have a better song. I hear you. Moana is twice the movie. Uh, so I got, I surprised everybody with all the costumes and the decorations. She dressed oh, up wow. as Moana. Greg dressed up as Maui. I dressed up as Uncle Maui. And <laughs> and it like it came with the rocks. Like it was a, a bodysuit that had the tattoos. But Hay Bales yeah. tried to make me feel like I was out here doing fucking blackface just because I'm trying to enjoy Moana's giving. I didn't have any. It was my normal white face. I just I can't pay for the real tattoos. Right. Right. And plus, you need the bodysuit. Otherwise, baby Ellen would be like, this is Uncle Maui. And he, he's the one that doesn't he doesn't do anything. Can't help. 
But that's Aunt Maui, and she rakes the leaves. <laughs> I do. Well, how was it? Oh, Moana's giving. Oh, it yeah. was it was real strong. We because uh, there was also uh, an inappropriate amount of Moana themed gifts, stuffed animals, <laughs> a musical sing along toy. Uh, she. Uh, she received her Moana outfit and toys at noon on Moana's giving. We're recording Saturday morning, and she hasn't taken the outfit or slippers off yet. She slept in it. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. Good for you. Before before Greg went on a hunting trip like three weeks ago, and before mm-hmm. he left uh, to go hunt some deer, he had a, and I didn't know this, but he had a conversation with my wife where he's like, he, he doesn't like his kid to have junk food. That's one thing. But then they were talking about how he's like, he doesn't love how parents really encourage obsession with TV shows by buying endless amount of things. And I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, I thought you did. No, no, no. I, no, I, I, no I learned it. Oh, I, I learned it. That's why I threw Moana's giving. Okay. But I, it was uh-huh. like he left on this hunting trip and he came back and all I'd done for an entire week was watch Moana and feed her chocolate. <laughs> you're such a bitch greg 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 is just like you want to read a book and she's like momo momo yeah. to the point where now he's he's just had to give in that's fantastic you remind me i mean from the times where you would dress up to go on stage and all these i mean i know you and i both have costume bins unfortunately we, keep. we yeah. don't throw away costumes yeah. i don't think unfortunately because i've always thought you know the Beastie Boys, when they were recording Check Your Head, they they were renting this house and the, one of the doors was locked and they kicked it down because they were super stoned. And it was all these 70s outfits. So when you look at, um, actually, I think that was Paul's Boutique. But when you when you look at all of the pictures from the Beastie Boys at that time, they're always going out to eat in these ridiculous 70s costumes. And then, uh, um, uh, who was it? Uh, Adam Yauk, right? MCA. He said that his uncle was coming from Sweden to do the directing, and it was like something horn blower. And he was always just looked like the yodeler from The Price is Right. Yodely, lodely. That's what he looked like. And it's just like every time you tell me a story like this, I just want to go, were the Beastie Boys there? This is fantastic. <laughs> I do want to tell you, though, because you were talking about scams. And I am a little embarrassed to tell you this, but uh, I've been watching 90 Day Fiance. Oh, bummer, dude. And the only it's it's so addictive. OK, I mean, because you watch one and you're like, well, how many times is this person going to be duped? These fucking <laughs> idiots. It makes you feel like a super genius when you're done. You're like, what? Give me a math problem. I could I could do it. These assholes right here. Um, but it is pretty disgusting how they go to these four one dude has spent a hundred thousand dollars talking to a woman on a russian chat room and he has gone to russia to meet her five different times and finally she shows up and you can see the relief on his face because all his friends are like what are you doing he hired a private investigator and then the investigator was like, she's scamming you. And he was like, no, she's not. He gets super <laughs> offended. He fired the private investigator. And then he's waiting around. He's meeting her at this at this uh, monument or whatever they have. And he says, 11 o'clock. 
And it's a it's he gets there at like ten fifty five and he's pacing and it's cold and he has this big Steven Seagal stupid fucking leather jacket on <laughs> and it looks horrible. And he's just a dopey guy. He's from he's sixty from Las Vegas. He must make a lot of money. But he is pacing and nervous. Eleven oh seven he checks his phone. Well, it's only eleven oh seven. Oh, there's another statue across the street. Maybe she thinks it's that statue. And you're just your heart is breaking, but also you feel like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she shows up. Oh, boy. And it is this girl who they put their ages right next to their name, and it says 28. And you're like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're 38 for sure. <laughs> and she's just like this. It's so absurd. But he hugs her, and he's like, oh, my God, I, I knew you were real. And he starts making these weird noises like, I just don't want to let you go. It's so disgusting. It's like, hey, you want to back up when you jizz in your pants? That'd be great. So I can't stop watching this thing. And there's another one. Where of some course I'm real. Russia. You thought Mrs. Edward <laughs> Collins wasn't real? <laughs> There's another one where this guy goes. I know to that Russia was Russian, for- but I don't. I can't really do Russian, and I'm. It's been a long morning, so I just. I just hammered down. It sounded and, Russian to me. Okay, whatever. It was just like I it thought. Just pretend me. that there's eight marbles in your throat. Okay, keep going. <laughs> one guy goes to Russia, and he and he uh, tries to propose to this gal. She says no course then he's like well forget it so he goes back his heart is broken he starts dating this hometown honey that he's been off and on with and then this russian girl flies to him in knoxville tennessee shows up at his door his hometown honey's there she's there it is so fucking great because this russian girl is a bad b right i mean she is like she keeps telling the the uh american girl to shut her mouth I am not talking to you right now. It's so great. And then she is, uh, she's, the girl runs back in to grab her stuff so she can leave, the American girl. And the Russian girl goes, make sure you grab your panties. <laughs> it's just like someone's going to get their throat slit and their tongue pulled out through the opening. <laughs> this is going to be great. It's basically you're getting to root for and against everybody all at one for an entire TV show. It's fantastic. I mean, it was to the point, yes, to answer your question, yes. It's like you're it's such an emotional roller coaster because you feel horrible for these people. But again, it's like there's ice on the ground. Look down, you dumb cocksucker. <laughs> so but I looked at the clock last night and I was like, how is it? I've ne- I haven't stayed up till three in the morning forever and I feel ready to go right now. <laughs> and this is this is no drink. Uh, I know they call it no drink November or whatever. There's always a reason not to drink. I just haven't drank because I feel so much better. I love waking up, no hangover, no nothing. Um, so it wasn't like I wasn't in party mode. I was just like getting to know these people, really feeling it. I want to criticize uh, that choice, but the the level of TV that's been watched in this house the last two days is fucking upsetting uh well i i think it's it's across america because we are in a lot of places are in their second lockdown oh don't get i don't bars are closed i may have misspoke i don't mean level like amount i watch an amount of tv that parents would be like hey don't turn out like this guy he's a fucking loser man 
I should have said the type of TV that's existed because oh. Jenna has gotten to be in. I've basically, as a Thanksgiving gift, I've been like, why don't you pick all the TV for a few days, baby? And uh, <laughs> she has rewarded me with a bunch of bummers. Um, we watched yesterday, no. we had to watch the sequel to Paddington Bear, Paddington Bear 2. Let me tell you something, Chad. Clever name. Let me tell you something, Chad. Uh, I don't, I get a little annoyed with the, you know, the uh, American, you know, except like, well, this is the best country on earth, no matter, we're the best at teaching math anywhere. You just said the word 3050s to me. Do you, what do you mean this is the best at, like, <laughs> I think we're smart, but I don't know that we're the best at teaching math. So I, I under, sure. like, but I will say the one thing that we are the best at, put it in a fucking country song, write it on, uh, write it on, on, on the back of your fucking, you know, whatever. Uh, McDonald's menu. Sure. Exactly. I got you. I, I'll help you. It's thank you. I appreciate that. I'm dying. Yeah. Um, we are the best at making children's movie. This fucking English garbage. It's <laughs> this stupid fucking twatty little bear. Like it's not. You know how animated movies or kids movies are kind of like clever. They have a little adult humor. You can really appreciate the story. It's just this fucking loser bear who your great-grandma would think is clever. Like, everything is like, oh, look, sure. Paddington is trying to wash the windows so he can save up money to buy... It's it's so fucking dumb. It's uh, He's got to be last place in terms of fictional bears all time. All time. Absolutely. By and 10 and here's my impersonation of Here's my impersonation of the casting for the person that did the voice he's in a of fucking, Paddington Bear. He's in a fucking... What, ha, what are you wearing that hat for, Paddington Bear? Who gave you that hat? He's like Winnie the Pooh if he woke up and had bangers and mash. He sucks <laughs> shit. Let me tell you something. Here's my impersonation of the casting. What do, what do, what do English voiceover. people... Do English people have a special word for shit? You know how they, they, they have all their clever words for everything? Oh, yeah. Uh... I mean, they go to the loo to... Oh, Winnie the loo. I would say poo. I would say take a poo. Yeah, so then it's probably... I'm going to the loo to take a poo. I was I'm an English rap star. Dude, in, in the... And I, I cut you off, so I'll, I'll let you continue. But in the, in the Wikipedia description of this queefy little bear, he's described <laughs> as an anthro, anthropomorphous... I can't do that word. You know what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, Oregon. Yeah, he's a bear. Uh, Paddington is always polite, addressing people as Mr., Mrs., and Miss. He's kind-hearted, though he inflicts hard stares at those who incur his disapproval. You fucking uncool, loser-ass bear, Paddington. Steal a fucking picnic basket or do some fun shit. You're the least enjoyable. The Bernsteins are better than you. Every, uh, well, Winnie's easily. they're all and Winnie Winnie is a shockingly boring fucking bear if it weren't for Tigger all his friends. and Piglet yeah, right. and Eeyore he would be you'd want him you'd want to fucking eat him immediately Paddington yeah. is like a, an extra boring Winnie in a worse outfit <laughs> well it has to be a worse I mean Winnie is just like Winnie's like, he looks like a frat boy that got up after a party where he's just like, yeah, I'm just wearing a t-shirt to breakfast. That's it. 
Um, I was going to do, I think if you watch the movie, it really sounds like the casting people. And this is my third attempt at this joke. So now it feels very stale. It's okay. Dial it up. But, but it is like, I want everyone to come in here and do their best Mrs. Doubtfire voice. (laughs) Then I'm going to take the worst one and you get the job. (laughs) There are so many fucking Paddington books, but a sec and Hugh Grant's in it. And he's kind of the bad guy, but because it's a British movie, it's he's not that bad of a guy. They just they're both trying to get like an antique book. Gee, for fuck's sake, save a fish, do something <laughs> interesting, man. You loser bear. The other You're so mad at this bear. It's because I just love it. It's because we have the one television in the living room. And oh, right. I, when I when I thought, Jenna, you can pick what you want. I thought she'd pick something. Fuck, she's been watching the show Virgin River. Even that I can get behind. It's like a, it's on Netflix. It's like a lifetime movie, basically. Television, lifetime television show. Really Oof. dramatic score. It's about a, a bunch of fucking people that live by a place. It doesn't matter. The point is, even that <laughs> I can have fun and watch and make some jokes paddington just feels me fills me with rage i'm just filled with rage yeah if you so we just took a huge shit on english culture but if you want english accents and you want an amazing show to watch ted lasso ted lasso ted lasso 100 there are very few things that i can watch over and over and over and continue to laugh at there's a scene in ted lasso that I laughed so hard and rewatched it five times that my Olivia filmed me watching it so she could have it because she goes, I want to play this when you're dead because you seem so happy right now. (laughs) That's what she said to me. So it is such a fantastic show. It's so feel good. The other one of the other things I can watch over and over is Napoleon Dynamite, where uh, Kip is trying to sell Tupperware <laughs> and he backs up over the Tupperware to show how strong it is, but it just shatters and then he takes off. I can watch that scene on a loop for 10 straight hours. You know what no one should watch over and over? Transition sentence is the other thing that <laughs> Jenna is. So we had to watch something before bed and her pick was it's a new show on FX called A Teacher. Have you seen? Oh. So A Teacher, if you're not familiar, it stars Kate Mara and some other guy. And it's basically the story of a teacher grooming a high school senior um, into an inappropriate relationship. And uh, we got through all five episodes. And uh, it's been really interesting to watch it. Hold on. You picked a show to watch before bed and got through all five episodes? Oh, yeah. So you just you laid in bed and watched five hours of television? They're 20-minute episodes, but, you know, that's... Oh. <laughs> but that's not... I okay. mean, that's not... I'm not saying that that hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> she... Watching a show... Jenna's not naive, you know? Sure. She, but she's probably not on the forefront of sexual deviance. And okay. so watching her, who she's probably not spent a lot of time in her life thinking about the fact that there are teachers who have had inappropriate relationships with students. 
It's all I think about. So watching her and listening to her watch this show is fucking unbearable. Like you picked this show, Jenna. You can't, and it's you can't every five minutes be like, I duh, unbelievable. You're like, yeah. It's a show about a teacher who fucks a student. And she goes, and we were like three episodes in. She goes, there's not, it's kind of just like porn, you know, it's just kind of just like porn. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know that it's just like porn. They do make teacher student porn. That is a lot shorter and more to the point than this, (laughs) than this 22 minute drama that is on television. But it do Hold on, I'm adding hold on, I'm adding watch the teacher <laughs> alert. Second alert. Okay, got it. It's and they also put this like this warning on each episode that's like, hey, if you need to talk to anyone or you're in a situation you're like, fuck you. Don't just admit what you're doing. It's like making murder porn. You're just you, people like to right. have these weird fantasies and you're taking advantage. You don't give a fuck about this horrible by the way, here's where I here's where I climb up on a pedestal. This fucking horrible predatory bullshit that happens in our country that everybody's like, Yeah, booze a woman, so fucking yeah, I'm gonna go jerk it to that you got websites like barstool (laughs) writing reviews of the hotness of teachers it's like the garbage of the earth the point is we watched this show uh i complained about it while she was amazed and and couldn't believe a lot of it and then with about two episodes to go she for some reason got she's like i can't believe how and then she just started like reading about it on her phone so i'm having to watch this show and listen to jenna regale me with real life examples of this show she's like oh my gosh in alabama a 33 year old teacher (laughs) and a 28 year old teacher had a threesome with a student i was like yes fucking alabama man i think if you make it to that grade you get to fuck the teachers like i don't know what you want me to say right now (laughs) why are you dude also, she probably read. You have to write that down for stand-up comedy, <laughs> please. I don't say that very often, but that really is gold. Also, she must have read me thirty teacher scandal stories. Guess where none of them happen? Fucking Vermont. None of them. All all sure. of them are within a throwing distance of a place an alligator would live. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so great. I've had a fantasy. I and one of them came true on a show I was watching. Um I was watching the new David Letterman program. Oh yeah. It's like uh my next guest is or something like that. Yeah. My next and guest he, needs uh, no introduction. Oh yeah, okay. There you go. Thank you. Unlike this podcast uh, where both of its hosts constantly need introductions. Yeah, that's why I keep saying our names, just so people don't forget who they're listening to. Hey, again, just a quick reminder, this is Chad Daniels and Cy Amundsen coming at Middle of Somewhere podcast. Uh, So Letterman goes out on stage, and you don't know who the guests are, right? Because I don't, I like to feel like I'm in the crowd. So when I'm watching them, I don't look at the description. I just hit go, 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 and I keep my head down. And so he comes out on stage and he always asks the crowd, he's like, do you guys know who's here tonight? And then he was, did this one time and this lady yelled out, Judd Apatow. And Letterman goes, no. And he's like disgusted, right? He goes, no, it's not. 
and he starts laughing, like mocking the idea that Judd Apatow would be there. And then he goes, uh, I mean, would you honestly get this dressed up to come watch Judd Apatow? And then everyone laughs. But then when the laughter dies down, you hear somebody go, I'm right here. And it's Judd Apatow. So the lady said Judd Apatow because she was sitting near him. And now Letterman is shitting all over Judd Apatow. And he's there. Jay-Z was the guest. It was the funniest thing. And then Jay-Z sits down. And Letterman goes, I don't want to make you nervous, but Judd Apatow is here. And it was so great. And I'm going to tell you why that's been a dream of mine. Now, I was lucky enough. I met Judd Apatow. And I'm going to tell you something. He's very nice. So I can't, like, shit on him. But he was getting ready to do a show on Broadway or maybe on uh, the Carnegie Theater. Uh, is it? Wait. Carnegie Hall. There we go. And no, so it's was, a Carnegie Theater. Hey, he, <laughs> hey, Pa, can you take us down to the Carnegie Theater again? Well, you got to practice, practice, practice. Ain't you heard the joke again? Now, hey, now, Pa, is it true that they're playing the response to the famous Broadway play Cats, Dogs? I got to see that. I got to see dogs. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm at this show. Mm -hmm. It's called Whiplash. Yes. A gentleman named uh, Jeremy books it. So good. Such a great writer. Fantastic fella. And he comes up to me and he's got some, uh, some concern in his eyes. And he goes, hey, I know I have you going last. Judd Apatow is here. And he's going to do an hour to get ready for his show at Carnegie Hall. And I was like, no problem. Just move me up. And he goes, that's the thing. He doesn't want to go last. So you're still going to go last. But I was only doing 10 minutes. Dope. So I had to wait an hour to do 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I went on stage and shit all over Judd Apatow. <laughs> and no one liked it. No one liked it. It was the first time I ever met my agent. <laughs> I had never even met my agent face to face. And she was there. And I'm shitting on him. And no one, no one liked it. And then I got into my stand-up. Also, no one liked that. Now, I'm going to blame it on one full hour of stand-up comedy by another human being in front of 10 minutes. But it brought me so much joy to watch Letterman. I would have been done if Letterman uh, would have just shit on him. But the fact that he was there, I was stomping around my house <laughs> Olivia and I, every Monday, we do new Dance Moves Mondays okay. where we look up dance moves on the internet and then I have wooden floors in my kitchen. So we put socks on and really try to do them all. And she is a fantastic dancer and I'm horrible. So it is great fun. I end up on the ground quite a bit. But I Dance Move monday all the way around my house on a Thursday after watching that. It was the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then you think it's done. They announce Jay-Z and to sit him down and make one more joke to just twist the knife. Holy shit, that made my day. It's really good. It's when you texted me to watch it's, it but refused to tell me why I should watch it. It was worth every yes. penny. Oh, my God. I laughed forever. 
before we get out of here, can I can I tell you about one other TV show I watched? Of course. I watched it last night. Our friend Alex Stone. Uh, yes. Cincinnati comedian. I know we talk about Cincinnati on here a lot. Cincinnati has basically been a second home to me. And uh, and me, and that's why we talk about it a lot. Otherwise, if, if you had a second home that wasn't my second home, I'd shut you down quite a bit. That's fair. It would bore the shit out of me. That's a, that's very correct. Uh, when I started coming there, the class of comedians that were coming up were Alex Stone and Mike Cronin and Sam Evans and Gabe Kia was was uh, you know a little in front of that, but he was there crushing it. And Alex, yeah, Dave Waite, Sally Brooks. Yes, yeah, Sally just, Brooks. There's way too many Tabari. We all know Tabari. Yeah, I'm just I I wanted to name a few so some people would hear this and be like, well, the fuck didn't he mention my name? Uh, that's basically my game oh, plan. Yeah, Anytime that's true. we, well, who did that's we leave out? Specifically, eat not my ass, three. Phil Pointer. There's, I'm not mentioning three on purpose because we've mentioned them enough on this it's show. Fucking been and enough. You know who you are, you piece of shit. Alex Stone sold a TV show to the Sci-Fi Network. Yeah, it got made. It's called a movie show. It is two puppets breaking down Hollywood and. Not only did Alex with his with his creative partner create it, but then two other people we feel very strongly towards Andy Woodhall, who we both love with all our heart, and yep. uh, Tom Takar, who's absolutely fantastic, wrote on it. And yeah, it's normally when you are like, hey, you should watch this show from this guy. I know part of you is like, and also I wish it was my show because this business is the fucking worst and fuck that guy. That's your undertones. <laughs> I have <laughs> rarely, if ever, have I felt this like, oh my gosh, he got, he did. It. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, adult men who are really invested in a college sporting team who go to, they're like, we did it. We won the national championship. Well, I don't know if you won it, Steve, but right. okay. That's what I, but that's what I feel like. I am so happy for Alex. And I watched the first episode and it is so fucking funny. And I guess Rory Scovel plays a PA on the show for six episodes. It is. Oh, nice. And it was like, it was so fucking for funny. Former guest of the show, David Huntsberger, uh, makes an appearance as well. Oh, he does. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love all of it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, they aired one last night. They air another one Sunday, but then it's regular time is going to be on Sundays, but it's the fucking internet. So just search it. You know, it's, the, we live right. in the age of the internet. Search it, watch all the episodes, DVR it. It's, it's not just our friends. It's something that's really fucking good. And I really love it already. Since we're since we're talking about things that are really good, I have to mention that I read a book called Grand that was written by Sarah Schaefer. Okay. And Sarah Schaefer, I think, first broke into pop culture with uh, Sarah and Nikki live on MTV. Yes. I think that, I think that I believe that's what it was called. Um, she had a show with her friend on MTV, but she wrote this book, and her life is so fascinating. And I'm going to tell you something. I laughed to tears and I also cried to tears. And you guys know if you've listened the whole time through, I'm a crier, but this book is so well written. And then when you're done, it is like it is like a big uh, older woman has hugged you for seven straight hours. <laughs> it feels so fucking good after you read this book. So I really am 
saying, if you don't know what to get someone in your life for Christmas, I'm telling you this book grand by Sarah Schaefer is, is the way to go. And you're like, well, people don't read. Well then kick them out of your life. That's the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, reading's long. Well, it is long, but this is a great book. Uh, I gotta go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.